0: Hey, what's going on? This is Brian Jump with the SAI Service Marketing Podcast. And today, hopefully, we're going to reach out to Jared, one of our former students out in Arizona who learned paintless dent repair with our PDR school here, I think a year and a half, two years ago. We're going to find out from Jared and see if his memory is better than mine, catch up with him, see what's going on, what's shaking. We we stay in touch pretty frequently. He's pretty good on uh, social meds, aka media, and we're gonna hopefully get an update from Jared and see uh, see what's shaking, what's going, what's new, and it uh, should be good. So I'm gonna dial him up right now. We're gonna feed him right to the lines immediately. No, no run up, no nothing. We'll just see what's going on with with our man. So, so here we go. De-de-de. Mr. Jared, I'm a, I'm a one-ring pickup. That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> well, I was kind of expecting the call.
0: So. <laughs> right. Now I hear um, you. That's good. In my car and heading home. Okay. How long is the commute? Uh,
1: not bad. 20
0: minutes, maybe. Okay. I was just going to see if you had 20 minutes to spare. Yeah, I do. All right. Perfect. Perfect. What, what part of the valley are you in right now? Like Northeast Mesa. Okay. Wow, it takes you that long to get Northeast? Do you, you still live in Mesa, right? Or no? Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm still in Mesa. Okay, so traffic's...
0: Maybe, maybe, maybe 15 minutes. Okay. But yeah, it's just kind of...
1: I might be in a technically Apache Junction, but...
0: Okay. It's not far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. I, you and I communicate. I seem to catch you... And of all the different corners on the interwebs between, you know, social media, Instagram, what, Facebook. I mean, you're in a lot of the same groups I am. Yeah. There's a lot of lot of good content out there. Hey, uh, on a sidebar, and then we'll we'll jump we'll go more. Jared, um, there's a guy I just discovered, but I think I saw that you were following him. I, I, and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Last name was is Kukic, K U K I C. I think he's out of Germany. Yeah. You know yeah, that I know who you're talking about. That guy's pretty crazy.
1: He is pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean more body work than PDR, but I think he does it all, right?
1: Uh I think it's primarily bodywork. If I'm if I'm thinking of the the correct person, he does a lot of like chopping mangled cars apart
0: and then kind of like beating them back into shape and welding them back together? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Kind of, yeah. I mean, he's he's stretching panels and glue pulling with frame machines and, you know, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, he's a good watch. I just, uh, you know, I'm late to the party. I, I think I saw you, Bryce, a handful of others seem to have already discovered him. I don't think he's been doing a whole lot of stuff for that long but I mean on YouTube we checked him out today he, not not that many followers per se for a guy with his skill set but on on the gram he has over 200,000
1: wow yeah I would not have I would not have thought that he must have done a
0: good job marketing himself to right to get that many
1: followers
0: yeah, in in our niche. I mean, it's not like we're in a broad. You know, he's, he's not cooking up uh, recipes for for every housewife. I mean, this is we're kind of a niche. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, that was that was impressive. But yeah, he's in his videos. I mean, they're not like super, you know, crazy edit quality stuff. It's just the kind of repairs he's doing. I think it's I liken it to like like Doctor Pimple Popper, where it's kind of just satisfying to watch this guy. Pop out dense like pimples. Yeah.
1: I think it's big draw is that they're primarily like
0: big smash stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he did, And he's not. And it's there's it's time. It's fast. It's almost like a super fast time lapse. So you're not going to. It's not tutorial at all in nature. Right. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. learn how, from this guy. You're just going to get It's all in inter- pure entertainment. Get in, get out, good night. Yeah, yeah, I feel
1: like I, I haven't specifically watched a bunch of his videos in a row like you uh, just did, but I feel like most of them
0: are a minute or less probably yeah. for that Instagram feed. Yeah. Yep, yeah, doing the reels, whatever. That might be why he's probably just lined up perfectly for, I mean, assuming that he, what he did was legit, but I think it probably was. I mean, it, it's just, it's just like I said, it's entertaining and I. I don't know. I first glance, I thought, oh, "Who is this guy?" There's, there's another guy um, in Germany, uh, Car- Caros, Does that sound right? I do not.
1: Know.
0: You, you don't know who that guy is. This is another guy that's very similar, but his, and he does PDR, but a lot of spot stuff, but then glue pulling and and clean work. You know, jumping back to the Kukich guy. I think I saw him do a lead fill on a rocker. Did you see that one? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like a metal rocker. He seam cut it, pulled it, welded it, and then freaking lead filled it and then filed it. I'm like, all right. There's something you don't see every day. Yeah. I think he is using a lot of like lead or or lead free uh, metal filler. Metal filler. Yeah. And sanding them to metal finish it. Yeah pretty pretty sick yeah yeah pretty unique uh different from in the states you don't see a lot of that in the u.s here no no i i i mean i get people that say they don't want to paint their car here and i'm sure you do too on on occasion it seems like more and more people are open to it um oh, yeah. but but yeah I, I i've never had somebody come at me and, i mean we just painted a 38 ford for god's sake, Jared, a, A whole entire fender and if you can imagine how big a fender is it goes halfway into the running board yeah it was huge um it was like a third of the size of the you know a car but but, uh, but and of course it was a custom color had a pearl in it i mean thank you very little but but uh he had we did body work on that you know i forget what he ran into older guy of course and oh gotcha and he never once said, hey, can you metal finish it? Or never. I mean, it was just like, yeah, fix it, make it nice. I got a car show Saturday. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I
1: remember you uh, talking about that. For some reason, I I was thinking it, it was a PDR job, not a, like a combo type of
0: repair. Yeah. Well, we did we did metal finish it PDR-wise. I did. And it's funny because, hey, take it easy. Um, the... Uh, the metal on that, you probably pushed some pre-war stuff, I'm sure by now, and all my experiences, Jerry, pre-war has been shit. It's just been, it's been like tanks. I've got a five-eighths bar that won't even move. It, you know, it's like like triple tailgate metal. Wow. And but no, this, I, I this. I don't think I've uh, pushed. I'm trying to think if I pushed anything pre-war, and I don't think I have. I pushed quite a few things like fifties and later, but yeah, I don't. I don't think they've pushed anything pre war yet. Yeah. It's different. I'll tell you that. But this one and maybe he had repro fenders on it, which is probably a good is a good ch- chance of it, you know. I mean a thirty eight, come on. Um, yeah. but they push like like a regular muscle car would have. Like a Chevelle okay. or, you know, Nova or something, which is reasonable, you know? Yeah. Um But uh so yeah, we it was a crease through the fender lip. But the the paint was shredded because the respray and it had no, I don't know what the the people who did it before was pretty laughable. But we won't spend too much time about that. But but uh yeah, we PDR'd that and you know if I was like the the Kukich guy, we could have probably you know the, the guy's paying for. It. I mean I I can't even imagine what I would charge somebody to metal finish before we prime and paint you know a car like that. I'd probably be three two to three times you know street value. Um because I'm sure there's only a few select shops that even do it. Yeah, yeah. There's probably not very many, but
1: that, that, like that process, if you have the stuff, isn't is not that challenging. It's just a little bit more
0: time than a plastic body filler. You've you've worked with the, see I've never even worked with the medium. I I back in the day I played with lead, but but uh, never with with the new composite lead free like yeah, you said. Like lead free solder. Uh huh. Yeah, it's just. it's a little bit lower temperature but uh that's nice i mean it's soft you you can put it on and sand it off still so yeah so it's almost the same yeah yeah that's cool so it just looks pretty in, in a picture though oh my god yeah in a picture in a video i mean you know and obviously to the owner i mean if you if you send him a little notebook you know a little a little uh brochure of what you did i'm sure they would be pretty pretty psyched about that kind of repair if they like we just did an old 911 i don't know if you saw we posted up um like a guards red 83 911 and and we just pdr'd everything on that car but it just like any car that's 40 years 50 years old or whatever the hell the thing is it's it uh it had multiple repainted panels already you know Yeah, it's so rare. You you got a classic. I mean, I, I'm assuming yours looks too pretty to have original paint on it, I think. Oh yeah, no, mine's a, mine was a three day, well, three evenings for all the body work and two-tone paint job. <laughs> That's it, three evenings. That's it, I have like 20 hours into the body and paint work on that car. That's nothing, wow. God, I wish I could, I, I have the buses here and we're still not done. And we're a lot more than 20, I'll tell you that, Jeez. A lot more than 20 hours. <laughs> oh God, yeah. No, no, yeah. no, it was just a quickie. Yeah. It's a driver. Yep, no, I respect that. The Porsche, I've got that old Porsche on if you saw it. That one will be probably 20 or less. I would say less, probably 10. You know, and it's, and it's white, it's gonna be white, so it's, yeah. I just did uh,
1: some like push to paint, the car has original paint on it. it's like uh i forgot what red that is toro red or something but uh like uh 86 911 and uh only one paint job but the guy wants to paint it uh like gold blue
0: or something like that and they don't want a bunch of body color on it so he's changing the I paint it's like original push, oh push the paint on it. yeah, yeah. gold blue is cool I, I had a 911 with that we used to race that had that it's almost like a robin's egg blue. It's pretty, but yeah. oh man. I don't know. That's he, that's crazy. He, he has enough money that he's not worried about as far as an investment standpoint. Oh yeah. So, yeah. No, it's so it's, he it's just, yeah. He's like all, all of them
1: that you see are red, black, or white. Like, so I want something
0: different. Yeah. No, I get it. You know, and it's yeah. his, it's his life, man. Let let it rip. hmm Yep. Well, let's 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 go back a little bit. Let's let's tell uh, uh, a medium version of the Jaredster. You you're a body tech. Twelve year, fifteen year, how many year body tech? Uh, I started
1: in auto body shops in 01.
0: 01. '01. Okay, so twenty. Let me do my math. Twenty to twenty one years ago. Yeah. Okay, and then how long ago did you first start training for PDR? tools after the hailstorm here in 2010 okay so
1: that was my first real i had seen small pdr here and there but nothing that blew my mind and then when the out-of-towners came in 2010 that opened my eyes to the uh
0: how much you could actually do with pdr right so got it got some tools and some uh Very basic intro PDR 101 DVDs. Yep. I was kind of started doing push to
1: paint stuff and little freebie door dings on blend panels and stuff for learning
0: in the body shop surrounding. Right. And then I I know you trained under obviously with us, but with others as well. So take us through the timeline of because I think you're one of those individuals that, that values education. So. So tell the, the studio audience what uh, what kind of training you've taken. So, yeah, I think Formal. I would definitely agree with that. I, I
1: value continuous kind of education. So uh, as far as for PDR, I've done, like, the online real-world PDR spent time Salant Ferris even has one that I signed up for for like a month or two because there wasn't much content on there at that time. Right. Uh, you know, lots
0: of free YouTube videos because even you can learn a lot from Bryce Kelly and uh, Dentless Touch videos. I mean, there's so many good resources out there. Right, right. Jared, uh, ho- hold on one quick second. I'm, I'm. Yeah. Someone wants to get my attention. What just because of the color or because of the yeah, was, it looks fine. okay? But you're seeing a little bit of the scratches or something. I
1: mean, I mean, when you stand up and look at they look good. Like if you put your face
0: on it, just lightly or because they were already redone and you could oh, see the. I know, yeah. yeah, I mean, if, if it's not super obvious, then roll it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Jared. Oh, yeah, no problem. All right. So, all right. So you didn't formally train with with Bryce, for example. Though you just you're watching it because he's got obviously training courses. Yeah. Nope. I have not yet. It's a, it's on a bucket list. Uh huh. Good. Good. Yeah. I've got a couple of friends that have gone through and trained with them. I mean, we're talking accomplished techs, that just yeah. you know wanted some advanced stuff, of course. And Bryce, he's he has the ability to do that. You train now. You've done Toledo's, his dent yeah. trainer, but you. I think you've actually been on site with him too, right?
1: Yeah, I did a couple weeks with Mike
0: also. Right. You did our um, you did our basic training, and then you came back for advance with us. Yep. So yep, you've did that. so I mean the only I'm trying to think of just the main people who do a lot of training. I mean, how about Marty up up in Northern Cal? Do you ever do a, hang out with Marty or now? I, I have not. Okay. All right. I've watched some of his videos cause he has some pretty neat, uh, you know, some you know having a body
1: man background. Yep. He has some pretty neat similar techniques and uh, you know hammer off dolly techniques and using glue pole apparatuses like like a frame rack might be to
0: stretch panels so yep exactly I, I definitely appreciate his, his understanding of metal work absolutely yep yeah Marty's been doing that for a while it's almost seems like it's starting to become more mainstream now but now you definitely he was doing that stuff way back in the day right when he came out of pretty much came out of training and took his, like you said, his auto body and kind of fused it with his, his PDR.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and
0: yep. I think that's
1: probably, I mean, with how, how big, how large of damage PDR seems to be moving. I feel like a lot
0: of that will become more and more mainstream. Yeah. Like it'll be more demanded by the public than, uh, fixing a quarter size door ding will be. It, it could be, you know, it's funny, I don't think that, I think we all re- relate that most of the public doesn't know, even the this, this wholesale sector, and we kind of want to keep it a secret to some extent, someone don't know, we don't want them to know, because if they're not gonna pay the money and they're gonna try to, you know, harangue us into doing a, you know, two watermelon sized dents, you know, and, and do it for 200 bucks or something, you know, we, yeah. we'd rather just keep it a secret that we can't do it and just let them just keep feeding us the small stuff and they could send that over to their spot guy or, or their cheap substandard, you know, Mako style paint body shop or something, I don't know. But but no, I, I, I understand what you're saying and I agree. I think that we're definitely moving in that direction in, in a lot of ways. So you're tell us kind of, you probably had a goal. You're pretty organized here, which I appreciate. You you probably had a goal. I mean, you're a husband, you're, is it a father of two? You have two kids, right? Yeah, Okay. Kids, yeah. Yeah, how old, how old again? Uh, four and six. They're oh, still young. Yeah. Okay. Good. Seven, yep. Little guys. Okay. Um, okay. So, what was you, when you left the buy shop? What was your original goal? You're 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 still mobile right now, I believe. Correct. I'm still mobile. Yep. Okay. Uh, have have some eyes out for
1: uh, just a small suite or something, at least. But uh, I believe I don't know the. Exact circumstances, but the commercial leasing agencies out here are very slim on leasing to automotive anymore. Mm-hmm. And have recently told their longtime tenants that they have till next December to get out. So I think there's some uh, some law change in Arizona to where a lot of them won't allow automotive
0: anymore. Dang. That's, and that's so crazy to think about the size of the valley. I mean, I know Scottsdale or Ganey or Mesa, whatever. There's only so much land within those, you know, but there's endless yeah. desert. I'm just surprised that, but the city's probably built out to the point now that they're the demand and, you know, and maybe I think there's a there's a little bit of tech in Phoenix. So maybe, wow, that's just, that's surprising to hear that though. Yeah i
1: said i don't know the, the exact background of it but i have friends that have had shops for 10 or 12 years in the same location and they now have a you know one year's notice to, to get out and that's how uh a lot of shops are out here right
0: now so yeah yeah that's the thing if you don't own your shop i mean you brought you bring it up a good indirect point and i i think we said it on the podcast recently. If you don't own your, your shop, I mean, you know, y- you don't have anything to, just to a leg to stand on basically. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're at the whim of the landlord. Hey, do me a favor, give me that uh, extension cord and then the charge cord as well. The, there's actually the supercharger out uh, on the bench in the shop. We just renewed with our landlord and there was such a, the, the supercharger one that's out on the bench out there. Um, they, uh, I didn't know if they were gonna renew. You know, they kind of held it close to the vest. It was right before supposedly we're going into a, you know, uh, a recession and you know, and I've been here going on our, I think our ninth year. So it was, uh, it was kind of in the fray and I, and I started thinking about it. You know, I've got nine years of a book of business here and it's and it's not in my control. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It'd be like having a website owned by Google. And at any time, Google could change their policies, you know, and say, uh-uh, you know, we don't like what you're doing yeah. or, or whatever, so. Starting back from maybe not square one, but pretty far, you'd be taking a lot of steps back. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So that's, you know, we always think about about the opportunity to to buy to buy a spot, but I, I bet you Phoenix isn't affordable either, but California certainly is not, you know, it does. Yeah. It's tough to pencil out what our business is and let, let's just say, I don't know, maybe I'm on a, a tangent here like I normally do, but let's just say you're doing a half million a year. That, that's a decent business, all right? Half million gross for a dent shop or a dent and bumper or whatever. and yeah. but the shop costs you 1.5. Now now maybe that pencils out. I don't know, I'd have to talk to a, a business. A valuation person to see if you know it really just depends on what you could sell that business i guess in eight to ten years or something right jared so yeah. if you if if that makes sense then yeah it would be worthwhile i mean jeff mcgill over b cities ha- caught lightning in a bottle and he's got a shop that he has a mortgage on a note and i, I, I he's told me the numbers i'm not going to spell them on on the crazy airwaves but it pencils out for him, and it makes sense. You know, he'll get that money back plus. But oh, yeah. but if you you know, it almost it's it's kind of scary if you think about it. Though at any time, you could get some. If if you let's say you you signed a lease for I don't know two years, three years, somewhere in your you know, Family Valley out there, and all of a sudden you get a, a tenant next door that just starts bitching about Jared parked three cars up front, or he looked at me weird, or you know one of his customers was smoking something outside of your you know your control right yeah. i mean I mean, you could lose that spot effectively and if you're like me if you've actually worked your butt off gotten five-star reviews and and just just grinded for five years or eight years and then all of a sudden it's gone you know that's yeah that's kind of scary yeah i think the scary part right now would
1: be uh if you bought, you might have to hold on to it for that eight or ten years for the uh, if the market does
0: go down for it to come back to the current valuation. Potentially, yeah. You know, or just or just for it to financially make sense at that point. I think you might if you could get your note at this near the rate of your and you probably could of your regular lease, you know, term payment. Then it may make sense, but I guess it just that's a good thing. I'm going to reach out just, just for the podcast, little on my own knowledge, but it'd be fun to find out what a, a business valuation, you know, you look at that and then trends and say, okay, put together a model and tell me, you know, cause they're not the people that are trying to sell you the real estate. So they're just, yeah, they're going to hopefully shoot you somewhat straight. And, yeah. you know, and then you get, you get a number and then you get an idea of what you could go shopping for if you were going to, you know, sign that, take on that debt, because, without that debt, to your point, I mean, I, I think it's still happening out here. We're lucky to be where we're at. We're in an area that is, it's multi-use, but it's not technically automotive, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I'll bet you, like you said, I'll bet you less and less landlords, because there's just so many new businesses out there that are more tech or whatever, and they're clean and they're simple, and people hardly even show up, and they, they fold a piece of paper and make a million bucks, go home, and you know, there's no, no, just some of the waste or, I mean, a lot of times automotive is just a parking issue, right? There's just so many. If you're, if you're successful, you need parking because it means you have a lot of customers. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. You, can, you can crack open that door now. Go ahead and crack it open. So, well, out here, uh, even,
1: because uh, I know it can change by city to city, but uh, out here, PDR would still fall under automotive as far as like leasing.
0: Yeah. Parameter. So, yeah. so you're you're being categorized the same as, you
1: know, people doing oil changes or even like a body shop or, you know, even though you're not using a bunch of chemicals or making a much of a fingerprint at all besides parking cars.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's that's the trick, isn't it? I mean, it's I think ultimately and in, in the real trick of it is is it, real estate, look—they always say location, 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 Jared. So, restaurant, dent shop, whatever. One of the reasons that McGill with Beach Cities is so popular and so successful because he's got 20,000 cars going by his front door every day, every day, and he's allowed to do his type of business in that area. You know, if somebody else tried to set up down the street, the chance of them signing a lease, like you said, for automotive. I mean, there's are certain areas that are back off the beaten path, but they're not going to be out there just, you know, grabbing butterflies in the net because of the sheer volume flying by. They've got to market and spend ad dollars to get people into their back backwoods neighborhood, you know, complex where they're allowed to do their automotive. So it's just like, and and then even then they probably don't own the building. So it's like, you know, it's a, it's a double double fisted BF. I mean, you're. You, know, you don't have the appreciation of, of the asset of the business you know and you got to spend more money marketing so it's just I don't know it's a it's a tough tough deal I mean you know and I'm you know I would have I would guessed I'm glad you brought that up because I, I would have guessed that Phoenix would have been a little bit easier you know the weather and everything else but that's just crazy that you're you're basically fighting a the similar fight that a lot of the big cities are fighting yeah yeah so that, I still
1: have uh, some eyes out, but I'm not. I'm not desperately looking. I'm just trying to keep the keep the mobile side uh, busy, and and hopefully eventually something falls into place.
0: Yeah, maybe even like a sublet or something. You never know.
1: Yeah, yep. yeah. I've definitely thought of that. Of a sublet of a automotive, a, a similar service, or or a, you know clear bras or detail
0: shop right or, right somebody that's got a long-term lease with a stability yeah yeah it doesn't mean that you're going to build a I mean if you try to build a strong a, a solid business on top of that with you know like we said if you're going to be doing multiple hundreds of thousands and your customers know that that a perfect repair you know is at XYZ Boulevard and then all of a sudden the clear bra guy gets pissed once again because of whatever you know, you lose potentially all those customers. You know, you know. one thing we we recently did, and I podcasted about it before, I don't know if you've done it yet or not, but we're really pushing people hard to use QR codes and log our information into their phone. So I don't want to give out business cards. And I know a lot of the older people that come in here have no freaking clue what QR codes mean, unless they've been to a restaurant, right? They, and I don't blame them. You know, like I had one guy today say, I don't text. All right, I get it. You know, yeah. that's fine. You know, it's funny when people say, "Can I email you?" It's like uh, you just told me you just told me your age bracket just by saying that. You know, so it's just, it's just so funny. But yeah, QR codes they they lock your your info down. So if you did have to move, hopefully you've captured enough of those guys. They're gonna go to the phone, not drive to your front door. You see, yeah. and then the move may, may not be as painful because, I mean, the lifetime value of a good PDR client. It it could be thousands upon thousands, you know. Hopefully, it is. Yeah. That. Re- repeat
1: and referrals are definitely uh, a large part of my my business right now. So.
0: Good, good. So, so let's go back to the original goal. I, d- I did get sidetracked because of the real estate thing. So, the original goal, you were still when you were tra- at least when you trained with us. I think you were still at the body shop at that time. Correct. Yeah. So you were looking to get your skills up and get some business before you could finally jump ship. You obviously have obligations with your family. Do you mind if I ask if your wife works? She does. She does, okay, yeah. so you, at least you guys she have a two income. Home. Okay, good, that's even better. Yeah. So she can so, wa- yeah, watch with the kids.
1: Made a, a jump more
0: comfortable. I yes, yes, yeah, not so stressful. And then financially, did you have a financial goal? That you, did you want to match the body shop? income were you looking within your first year to to exceed what was kind of like your your hopeful goal for first 12 months let's say roughly
1: so i would say my first 12 months was um i wasn't expecting to make what i even made at the body shop i was just kind of more trying to get my foot out get my foot out there start you know, getting some consistent repetitions and dent repair, and uh, I would say my financial goal was around like sixty thousand or so for the first year.
0: Okay. Uh, reasonable, right?
1: Yeah, which I, I'm pretty sure I I exceeded, but I also had a lot of expenses that first year between like getting a getting a vehicle, getting a wrap, building a website find uniforms and tools and so i definitely spent a lot that first year as well but right all i think good good uh financial decisions as far as for the business so
0: of course and and for those that don't know jared when he says he spent money on equipment if you saw his, his rig his setup in his van it's pretty extraordinary it's pretty nice it's not like mine where i've got a couple plastic tool cases in the back i mean he's got shelving and it's super nice very nice yeah. yeah if we ran if we ran up to a customer and opened our vans and and they judged just by the the cover of the book jerry's got the business hands down because <laughs> because you're you're set up super sharp it's super clean you had a, a you had a a post about maybe even multiple i remember seeing at least one or two and i was just blown away it was like that is super nice uh, th- trying to trying to go through and trying to do it right you know trying to even yeah.
1: though i'm pretty new new to the pdr game exclusively you know trying to brand and uh build a build a brand that people would trust yep kind of from the get go instead of a, a guy with a
0: home deep home depot bucket and a pickup truck that's right going around gypsy style yeah no doubt no <laughs> doubt which which it sounds funny but people do exactly that so, yeah. I saw a guy at a Mercedes. No, this is even funnier. Beverly Hills Mercedes. Um, yep. All right. We'll see you later. I around, so okay. You got yeah. Okay. Very good. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, Beverly Hills Mercedes. He was doing service cars, and he had like an old uh, Saturn, beat up Saturn with the headliner hanging down, and a bucket with some tools and a half broken reflector board, and he's working on a G wagon. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, I, I, I was, we were doing some of the used cars stock and I just stumbled across, I, I was going to get keys or something. And I saw saw this this ragamuffin, you know, and it was just bad. It was just a bad look for Beverly. And it, What the story was, it, it ended up being one of the service advisors. This was a friend of his that he was, it was his hustle, it was a side hustle. He was getting a piece, you know, bringing this guy in to do all the service drive work. You know, oh, you and it. then skimming it, which, hey, you know, I good on you, man. You got a little hustle, but and even furthermore, I just, you know, me being nosy, I had to take, we probably had 15 cars, and that guy I think was just finishing up. I went and looked at his work, and it's tough to do a white G Wagon at night with a white reflector board that's broken in half. And yeah, in that hood, if you, and I know you've done G Wagon hoods, they're, they're not exactly easy, and and he. And he did the kind of work that I expected, you know. So I was just like, "Wow!" But, but to your point, your car is your shop, and it, it it's much easier for somebody that like me or anybody else that has a shop to fix up the the front of the brick and mortar. And I've got trust. When you roll up, your vehicle is your shop, so it's got to look on point. And then I get I get why you did it. That's that's brilliant, you know. It's it, it comes down to trust. If people don't trust you, then you know what do you got at that point? So yeah, yeah it's crazy. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're back to, back at the beginning. You're you're thinking, okay, if we hit sixty girl or plus, I, this I'm gonna make this swing. We're gonna be fine. The kids are gonna eat. The wife's gonna be happy. Um, and that was how many years ago?
1: Uh, so I just went out and uh, my. First real month was July of 2020. So right in the middle, out here it was essential
0: businesses only. Okay, all right. Yeah. So so two years basically. We're just a little over two years, right? Yeah, just okay. over two years. Okay, good deal. And, and my goal for uh,
1: this my my second like full year was basically 150, which was uh you know I break break numbers down so 600 bucks a day.
0: Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And exceeding that recently, so. Good. Yep, yeah. good, good. Well, there it is, and then, yeah, you told me you had one of your best days. You and I were chit-chatting a few weeks back, I think, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah best I days or best month. It was your best month. best days, and then I had
1: my best, uh, I think August was actually my most consistent, like, best month to date, so.
0: And that's crazy, because for anybody that knows our business, we, we do have a little bit of a season. And August is, first of all, it's a little warm in Phoenix, guys, and Mesa, and the rest of the valley, Cape Creek, you know, all that, Gainey, And so Jared's dealing with some, and we, you had to be nuclear hot because we were hot here. and yeah, pretty warm. And then plus, we tend to slow down this, and I don't know if you did, but we tend to slow down the second half, first or second half of August because of people going back to school, vacations, It's it's a usually if you were going to take a vacation in in the PDR industry, if somebody asked me what's a good month, I would tell them, you know, right over the holidays, or of course I would say maybe August, or possibly if you do a lot of wholesale, maybe tax time. You know, it seems like the dealers kind of slow down a little bit right around then. So, um, but you actually did it in August, which is pretty crazy, because that means you are probably poised to still have some even better months when there's probably a little more consistent market.
1: Yeah, we we get a lot of winter visitors out here, so I mean our population grows a lot. Yeah. In the winters. So.
0: Yeah, Canadians and all that, right?
1: Yeah, so hopefully we we start getting some some more people here in late
0: October. Right. November. Right, right, and I, I won't yeah, keep you too a much. A lot of people who don't drive the greatest. <laughs> right. Well, that's what you want. <laughs> yeah. I I know that we are situated in an area. I mean, regardless of our, our lease agreements and what have you, we're in an area where the average age is probably higher here than in the rest of the county. It's more like a retirement area, um, but it's also high discretionary income or mark, you know, retirement level area. So they've got money and they can't drive, which is perfect. Yeah. You know, I, I love that mix. I, it's much better than the, the, the antithesis of that. You know, they don't have money and they're great drivers. I mean, what are you going to do there? You know, it's like, you know. Yeah that'd be pretty bad. So, so, so obviously we kind of know where you're headed. We kind of have an idea of your future goals. You talked, you're sniffing at maybe a shot, but you just got to put the right things together, obviously. And I, I'm sure at this point being out there on the road two years plus you're, you understand the the benefits. So, so I guess, I, I guess I just have one more question then I'll, I'll let you climb out of there because I'm we're pushing almost 40 minutes. I think I, I exceeded my, my welcome here, but you, you talked. I, I love the idea that you value education. I, I think a lot of people in our industry, unfortunately, don't. What What do you have on the horizon? I mean, you mentioned a, uh, a bucket list with Bryce, but it maybe even not something that isn't particularly like PDR related. Maybe it's just more of a generic, like a marketing or advertising or or branding. You you brought the brand word a couple of times up. What What do you see uh, on the horizon in the next three to six months, maybe that you might be sniffing at to 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 build your your knowledge base and skills i
1: i would say i definitely need to uh i want to start listening listening to some non-pdr based uh podcasts you know more on marketing and uh like even maybe specifically like facebook or or instagram type of marketing
0: Uh uh-huh
1: um and then just because I don't have – I'm kind of a one-man show, and I don't have a great handle or understanding on that. Right. And then uh, as far as the, the PDR side of it, I definitely think – like the, I believe it's the IMI that Anson does for the – like Teslas and,
0: and yep. hybrid vehicles. I The safety I've done, course. Uh, like Nissan
1: and some of the manufacturer hybrid training uh, back in my – Body shop days, but it'd be good to get some Tesla type IMI certification out here because there are a lot of Teslas, and I think that helps you know be be able to speak to those customers and try to you know earn their trust.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And and Teslas, you and I know they have their just like any you know electric car, they have their quirks. Uh, you have to. Obey safety protocols, or you can get in trouble real quick. Uh, we've got, I think, one or two here. Almost every day, we at least probably have one in the shop. It's there's that many, just like you. We've got a ton yeah, of there, people. There are tons of them. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So and and I love them. The customers are a little peculiar, but but overall, it's yeah. It, it it's I think that's good.
1: Well, and for for a vehicle that has so many cameras and sensors, they seem to get damaged. As much or more than any
0: other, you know, make of car that I can think of. Oh, for sure. For, for sure. You out? You know, for right, the you.
1: last couple model years.
0: Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Doesn't mean it prevents. Oh, hold on one second, Jerry. Sorry. Tomorrow morning I got some stuff. But okay. Me me. We'll, com- we'll communicate before. Thanks, man. Um. Yeah, it, it, the cars, We luckily people seem to crash them more and more than almost a lot of other cars. I, I think maybe because they're trying to rely too heavily on that technology and it doesn't doesn't necessarily save them. On the front end, it seems to, but the back end, it doesn't. You know, it's like Tesla was wired to not get into a front end fender bender or heavy collision, right? But the back end, it's a (laughs) free-for-all. Well,
1: those, those upper door body lines just get, they get smashed constantly.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there's some certain areas and certain models that, as you know, are an absolute nightmare absolute nightmare I, I have a couple of special tools where i've crafted just because you know and then some of the around the door handles like the s's and stuff it's just uh yeah i'm gonna start getting disgusted here pretty quick but i can start talking about too much, too much of that but but uh no i like what you said i mean obviously more podcasts you know i've learned a lot about hail marketing there was a couple roofing podcasts roofing marketing podcasts i listened to and there were so many crossover tips that I could just directly plug and play PDR in place of when they said roofing, I was just salivating, Jared. It was just such a, such a windfall for me. A couple of them were really good. And then marketing, I watch a lot of YouTube. There's a couple of people that I really think are, are sharp. Um, And yeah, I think you're going down the right path. And then either, either podcasts or content or even courses, like you said, to up your game. I mean, think about this guys. I mean, Jared's doing, 150 plus maybe 150, 200 or whatever and he's saying that his ad game isn't even that strong. And he's one man band. It's not like you've scaled it either, right? Jeremy, I mean, you're in a, you don't have an apprentice unless 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 you've brought one of recently, you've never told me.
1: No. No, nope, just one man band at
0: the moment. Yep. He's playing harmonica, kicking the the bass drum and playing trumpet. So 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 yeah, I mean if you imagine if you were able to fine-tweak your ads even more you know, and add a little more, you know, technology, let's say, AI, remarketing, retargeting, whatever. I mean, yeah, you could probably easily, there's probably a lot of gravy sitting there out there, you know, on the table for you, another easy 20 or 30% potentially without even probably doing too much, which is, that's substantial. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, the the idea is hopefully try to trim some of the the big nasty, ugly dent damage and try to get a little more high paying gravy. As right. much
0: of that as you can get. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean you know, it's you know, I, I probably, we talk about it, your your perfect avatar, you know, somebody who is appreciates the work we do, they're gonna pay handsomely for it, yet it's something you wanna do. You know? And yeah. you may have to do some big stuff to trim out the competition to allow you to, to get into those margins. You know, or even insurance work or whatever. But I mean, we've all got jobs like we said we don't want to do, and if we have the ability, like I know Jeff does over at Beach Cities, once again because he's just got such high volume, you know, he can do that. He can just just say yes or no or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, look, I want to I I want to cut you off here, or you need to cut me off. How's that? Because it's <laughs> we're almost pushing forty five minutes, and I want you to have time right. to see your family, Jared. So. Look, it was great catching up with you. You and I will, you and I will talk. Um, we'll catch up again here, you know, off air and stuff. I, w- I want to keep talking to you, but because I'm really excited about where you're, where you're going and t- trajectory and everything. I mean, things are going well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thanks for always uh, answering questions on a phone or via text, and you're always there for for your students. So
0: always got to be. Appreciate it. No, it's good. Good, and it goes two ways too. I like to always bounce ideas off you, and you're getting to that next level where, where you're you're definitely you know, an advanced tech, and, and marketing is coming along too. And you, you've been around all the right people from Sal to to Toledo and and others. So it's, it's really good. So now you're, I'm excited to see what the future holds for for Mr. Kirk. So, um, but yeah, thanks for the time. I apologize. For, I hope that I didn't eat into too much of your family time and. Uh,
1: Oh, I, I appreciate
0: it. I would talk PDR all day. So Yeah. So thank you. And awesome. uh, yeah, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Jared. Have a good night. All right. Have a good yep, you too. Bye. Right. So guys, that was Jared Kirk. Um been here probably just about two years ago, maybe two and a half years, trained. And then I'm gonna say nine months to a year, came back for the advanced course for two days and we did big dents. But you could see he he consumes every kind of knowledge he can get from from Mitchell to Toledo, uh, he, he's never trained with Bryce, but he wants to train Bryce. Bryce is, on, we're on the West Coast, Bryce is East Coast, it's probably a little hard to get out there. You know, Toledo's out here um, and he was able to, to get, you know, the time and and, and it's not that far to go to, to get that kind of training. So you could see how it'd be a good fit. But anyway, many thanks for Jared coming back on. Um, for those of you that are students or you're thinking about becoming a student, he just basically laid out the the groundwork, and that that's just hard work. Put the time in, and and keep your educating education going. There's, I I don't think you can learn from too many people. So, so anyway, it was good. I appreciate you guys taking the time, and we will catch you on the next SAI marketing podcast. What do you call it? Service marketing. There we go. I don't know why I forgot. All right, we'll catch you soon. Bye bye for now.